Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. You can't say anything but uh, love this football team, love the way they continue to compete. Um, you know, I didn't feel like I did nearly enough to put us in a position to win tonight, and that's where <laughs> you just feel sick to your stomach. Uh, you know, congratulations to Coach Belichick and the Patriots. Um, they did a great job. Uh, I definitely, you know, didn't do good enough for this team. I thought they gave us, I thought our players gave us a chance, but, um, you know, something that I got to learn from, it's going to sting for a long time. Does that not, gentlemen, sound like a young Izzo? That sounds like a young Tom. He sort of got the hoarse voice because Izzo's voice is perpetually gone. Yeah. And now Tom sounds old now because he is. But Sean McVay there sounds like Izzo circa probably around 2000 or so. With Izzo, I always just chalked it up to this guy's constantly screaming. He's just a red-faced, screaming, angry person. But I don't get that sense with Sean McVay. No, but the voice was definitely gone there. Yeah. He's got a, I didn't coach a good game. Well, nope. you can't say anything but uh, love this football team, love the way they continue to compete. Yeah, that's, that's pretty I hear impressive, it. man. Boy, that poor guy, he was... Uh, the whole game? When he knew the game was over after the Patriots went up by 10 points. Yep. And they showed him on the sidelines, and he was just staring <laughs> off into Arkansas. That one that one they, uh, shot they got of, of him where he looked like he had just been given some grave news. Yeah. It's like, dude, it's okay. It's a football game. Well, not to, gonna those, be okay. not to those dudes. It's going to be okay. They ain't just a football Can game. you imagine? You might be back. You know the uh, the Manny Hill-like memory that, that Sean McVay has where he does, like, he re- like give him a down, a time, and a yep. game. And he like his entire coaching career, he can tell you yeah. what the play was that he called, what the result was, etc. Can you imagine having that type of memory? And having to live with this now, like it's, it's like it's one thing to have that type of memory and remember the successes. Like, yeah, yeah I remember second and four, week sixteen, we were down, blah blah blah. I called this play, and he hit Brandon Cooks for a touchdown, and we won. Like now he has to, now he has to live the rest of his life with vivid memories of everything that went wrong in this game and what he could have done differently. Do you think people have memories like that that apply to things outside of sports? Yeah, where you just remember. Every single bad meal you've ever Have had. Have you ever? It's I forget what it's called, but it's actually uh, I guess you would call it a, a condition. Um, and there's literally like a few dozen people in the world who have it. Mary Lou Henner, the actress who was on Taxi. Oh yeah, I've seen this. She's yeah. she's one of the few people who has it. You can name a date and a time, and she can tell you with vivid detail exactly where she was and what she was doing. Wow. So there's no 
Does that mean there's no filter on? Are you just constant chaos upstairs, or is it just amazing encyclopedic recall? I don't think it's. I don't think it's that they are constantly like reliving these moments. I just think that they can pull it up. Like their their brain is a filing cabinet, and they can just pull it up at any time that they want. Like just name a date and time, and they can. Like she can tell you exactly what she was doing, the room she was sitting in, the wow. wallpaper, the color of the carpet. Let's try this with Judd right now. How useless okay. would that be, though? <laughs> Honest right, Judd, to God. All right, Judd, 2004, yeah. uh, August 7th, yeah. uh, around 7.24 p.m. I'm going to go with drinking. Because <laughs> it's just a safe bet. <laughs> He's actually right. I was 34. Yep, I just went back. I was 34. I mean, but can you, so so if, if you're McVeigh and you've got this, and this game was went terribly, does stuff come back to you arbitrarily, too? Like on July 4th, are you on a boat, you know, your friends, a beer in, in hand, and you're having a great time, and all of a sudden, just arbitrarily, it's like, oh my God, that third down play against the Patriots, what was I doing? <laughs> what was I doing on that third down play? Like, how how does this work if you remember in detail? I don't know. <laughs> like, it's Oh my God, it was second down. You. It was second down against the Patriots, and I really ran a, you know... I told Jared Goff to run this terrible play, and I'm just an idiot. You saying he can't he can't function in social circles because he got beat in the football? Game. I want to know if you have this memory where everything can come back to you if it can like flood your brain at the most inopportune times possible. Like that love, the, love play, self the play where it. Goff threw the interception, and and obviously the pass protection broke down. Like Sean McVay has got it. That's got to be replaying in his mind vividly, time and time. Well, I should have called this protection. I just, I, sh- I had this protection. That's my, my, yeah, that's my you know question. What I mean, like, yes. Yeah. The, the other, the, the other aspect of this game, like, who's going to win the game? Is it Rams? You know, Rams by three. This or this. If you zoom out, and it's way easier now in retrospect, right? Was there any chance a quarterback that young and inexperienced? I know he's been good. Was going to beat Tom Brady and Bill Belichick on two weeks prep? Was this game really that hard to pick in retrospect? I mean, was Jared? Yeah, like, in what scenario was so. Jared? Go- I know, but like, what yeah. scenario was Jared Goff going to really waltz well, in? I thought, and stick okay. it to Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. I didn't think that Goff was going to. I thought McVay was was a good enough offensive mind to come up with something that might. I'm not saying for sure, but that might have thrown Belichick off. So if you bought, and they didn't even come close. If you bought one of the knockoff. Uh, you know, off-brand versions of Sean McVay on the head coaching searching market. You got to feel great about you're that. You're making today, a coaching change right now. <laughs> it's like when I go when I go shopping for heartburn medication and allergy yeah. meds. Like instead of Prilosec, I get the other thing that's sort Cliff, of like it. And Cliff has, Kingsbury being uh, Sean McVay's <laughs> friend isn't looking as good anymore, is it? No. Paging Kingsbury, Mister Cliff Kingsbury, please come to the Cardinals front office. Uh, yeah, Cliff, it's not going to work. Six five one six four six eight two five five. It's Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all new Score North on fifteen hundred. Hey Tom. Hey guys. I say you guys were talking earlier about uh, if the Vikings would have lost one more game, they could have got a uh, lot. I, to me, the whole thing is fate. It, they talk about. Uh, I also heard that if Belichick and Brady weren't together, neither of them would be Hall of Fame people. It just. To me, it's how everything works out. You look at, okay, the North Stars, I'll bring this to Judd, the North Stars stunk. They ended up getting the first-round draft choice. They could have taken LaFontaine or Lawton. They take Lawton. Everything just kind of works out either for or against you in the long run to me. Unless you're... Well, well, that's a that, but that, hold that's on a, a very sec- zen-like way of looking at but it. Hold, but hold on a second, though. That Vikings team stunk. 
And they won three games that, that year, and they legitimately won one, the Cardinals game at the Dome. They lost to Carolina partially because, or they beat Carolina partially because the Carolina kicker missed a like 35-yard field goal that, that would have given the Panthers a win. And if you remember, the only reason why they beat Washington that, that day was that's the game that Peterson got hurt in, and Ponder got hurt too, and Joe Webb came in and won it. So, come on, just tank. Like, here's how I affect fate. I tank. <laughs> I tell Joe Webb, throw a really bad pass here. Tanking's more complicated than fans make it out to be, though, and media too. Because it you, is. Because players don't tank. Play, you, you can't ask or expect a player to but tank. But bad play calls might. But a, but a coach, too. If I'm a coach, okay, I'll... I'll call bad plays, but I want a contract extension. I mean, can you do more to tank than start Joe Webb at quarterback? I mean, well, they started they, Ponder, they did, which was the ultimate tank, which would have worked. They did everything they could, Judd. What do you want from him? Joe Webb's problem was they hurt Ponder. Joe Webb beat him. That was the problem. But I don't know that it's that says all. a lot about Washington in that moment and their desire oh, to. And poor Les Frazier was so tank. happy after that win. So oh. happy. Merry Christmas to me. Let's go to uh, Tim in Tulsa. Hello, Tim. Gentlemen, this is Tim in Tosa, and I just want to take a second. You guys don't know where Tosa is. Oh, is it in Wauwatosa? In Wauwatosa. Oh, this is my old buddy Tim. Great, great guy in Rami. I feel like my girlfriend broke up and moved five hours away. (laughs) Your girlfriend's not very attractive then. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. She's got a beard. (laughs) (laughs) She's on the government watch list. He's easily easily got the best laugh in all of radio. And uh, we really miss him over here. Now, one thing he doesn't know about me is that I'm a Vikings fan, and I'm from Minneapolis. Really? But uh, I always have to keep it on the down low around here because I like my teeth. (laughs) So you guys inherited one more listener. I feel like I'm kind of coming back home, but I just wanted to quick reach out and say, Rami, we miss you, and uh, good to hear your voice again. I appreciate that, Tim. Tim, Thank you very much. Thanks for calling, man. Appreciate it. Wow, with Tosa, well, baby. We should get your guy Leroy Butler on the show here sometime. He said he would do it anytime. Okay. When I came up. He actually likes me, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a likable guy. I just don't think you're attractive. I mean, it's a nice beard. Don't not get me for wrong. A, not for a girlfriend, no. No, I, mean, no. I wouldn't want you as my girlfriend. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. I'd wake up and be like, who's this guy with a beard <laughs> sleeping by me? Oh, my God. Uh, oh, you need to tell us about your food spread here before we uh, go any further. Well, you want to get into that right now? Do you have? Right. Well, hold on. Let's uh, on on show meeting here. We have we're wrapping with Roy C in our mm-hmm. final segment. Yeah, we could we could just carve out a long commercial and Rami food spread segment in the middle. I have a couple other things to throw at you guys right now too. Okay, should we just should we just carve out just commercials and food spread Off for the field segment in the five sure. o'clock? Okay, yeah. Um, let's see here. We have. Uh, Mark on line two from Burnsville on uh, Vikings and what would it mean if they could finally pull it off and win a Super Bowl? Well, when you've waited 58 years like I have, um, it would I would be happy, but I know at 70 I'm probably never going to live to see it. And two, the Vikings do not deserve it because what you guys didn't experience was four four Super Bowl losses that were just horrific. They were worse than that Philadelphia playoff game last year. They were all terrible. It was like another team was in their in their uniforms. Grant, the great Bud Grant, I love him. God bless him. 
just was outcoached so thoroughly in every one of those games. It was just, it's the worst feeling ever if you were a Viking fan. Would there have been, Mark, if sports talk radio and social media had existed in the 1970s, would there have been more chatter about calling for Bud Grant's head, even if it would have been an overreaction? Yeah, there Viking fans, the previous caller is, is right. The Viking fans are way too forgiving. People that lived in other markets like I have know it's not that way. you got to win or else. The Viking fans are like gopher fans to a degree. They're just so used to not winning. I mean, I know I'm never going to see the gophers in the Super Bowl. In the uh, the Rose Bowl? No, you won't. No. And uh, I know, I know it's not going to happen with the Vikings either because... Uh, I don't believe in curses, but boy, I'll tell you. <laughs> so, Mark, so Mark, do you do you think that the Vikings don't d- deserve it, and so you don't want it because no, that? No, I want. I okay. want it to happen, but they don't deserve it. <laughs> they, they've had four chances. This has been a. This is they're congenital losers. You know what, Mark? This is a, this is a great phone call. It is. Thank you. And I've noticed that among the the older generation, the grizzled Viking fan who went through the seventies. If you, so, if you are, if you were born in the nineteen fifties or earlier, and you invested your sports emotions into those Vikings teams, you still want them to win, but you don't watch the games. You're not glued for three hours. You'll do, you'll go do yard work. You'll go make plans and do other things, and you are almost joyful when they fall on their face it's there there's well, a, mean, there's a bitterness with that generation vikings fan that is really really amazing welcome to our state right there <laughs> cuz i don't think in chicago or for sure in green bay in wisconsin you've experienced that the, i think like that phone call was accurate but really sort of frightening like he is torn between i want to see it but they don't deserve it therefore if it doesn't happen He's okay with it. Not with the Bears, not not in the not in the NFL and the sport of football, but I feel like that's where Bulls fans are right now. That basically described where Bulls fans are right now. Where you you kind of see the humor and and how bad and how 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 dysfunctional that organization has gotten. Where you get to the point where you know there is nothing good to expect. So A, I'm gonna give them minimal interest. And B, when I do tune in and I and I see this bleep show of a team, I can I can see the humor and the entertainment in it. But at least if you're a Bulls fan, you got yours. Right. So you can't complain too much. Right. There's a feeling among that call right there that we just got. And that was a great phone call. It's so representative of you. You feel like you were robbed of something in the 1970s as a Vikings fan. That that team was so good for 10 years. And they went to four Super Bowls. And you were robbed of at least one amazing feel-good ending to a season. He ripped Bud. <laughs> yeah, well, they get to big Bud's games they couldn't Bud's, coach. Bud's it's very it, Zim-like. It is funny that, so Bud is untouchable, and I'm not saying he, like Bud's one of the great coaches in the history of Minnesota sports, and he's a great football coach. But Bud's untouchable. <laughs> I think most, but Bud's untouchable because of the era. If 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 there was this much media, do you think you get away with? Oh no 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 no! That many Super Bowl losses without getting filleted? No no no! By the last saying. one, you'd get, you'd get killed. Sure, yeah. We love him. I'm not. So we'll go to his garage sale, buy some stuff. I'm not buying the stuff at his garage sale. It's marked up. It's too expensive. Way too too expensive. Uh, it's Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all new Score North on fifteen hundred. 
little Stairmaster session, 105 yeah. floors the other day, gentlemen. Congratulations. Really? It only Good took me an hour and a half. No, I'm just kidding. How long does it take to go 105 floors on the Stairmaster? Um, for, for me. Because you're pacing yourself. You don't want to. It's not a race. No, it took about between, I want to say like 15 minutes. Oh, really? Yeah. That's it? That's not that bad. No. I mean, you feel, you don't feel good after. No, you hate yourself. Yeah. yeah. Well, you love yourself for having worked out, but you hate yourself for your heart palpitating through your t-shirt. Right. Well, <laughs> it just gets worse. Wait. What? The palpitations? The palpitations. <laughs> yes. I'm not kidding. The old ticker starts to go. It gets worse and worse. Uh, These things uh, aren't built to last. Judd needs to be tiled off after doing the show. <laughs> do you mind? No, I got you. Rami, will you help me? I got you, buddy. Oh, thankfully, I don't have to do that anymore. Let's, uh... You weren't good at it. There's a reason for that. <laughs> Judd has this thing about making producers and interns towel him off, massage his feet. Yeah. Vice versa. He has a way of making them uncomfortable. Yes, I found this out. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> let's, uh, let's take another call from an old-time Vikings fan here, Bill in Minneapolis. Hey, Bill. Yeah, yeah I just wanted to respond to that jerk who vilified Mr. Grant. The was Vikings that played in, wait, who, who, the caller or me? No, no, the caller. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, you might be too, but anyway, since I've been watching him since '61, the first Super Bowl against Kansas City, Grant might have been outcoached. I agree. The other three, the Vikings were so outclassed against Pittsburgh, uh, Oakland, and Miami, they they didn't stand a chance. So this guy doesn't know what he's talking about when he blames Grant for everything. That that's basically what I wanted to say. Okay, thanks, Bill. Appreciate it. There I wasn't you go. Lying, so I'm not sure, but I'd love to see Roy those guys, C- those guys in a fist fight. Actually, those last two callers that would, would be fun. On Unchained today, Patrick made it very clear that the Vikings were beaten by superior teams in each case, including the Chiefs, who were an AFL team who were double digit underdogs to the Vikings. But Patrick, according to him, the Chiefs, the Dolphins, the Steelers, and Oakland were all better teams. Hmm. Have to take Pat's word for it. We can. We he was there. We'll wrap with him in a, in a little bit. But I think we have to get to some really important pressing issues, mm-hmm. like the controversy surrounding Rami's six. Was it a six course food spread or was it nine? It was six courses, but the first course included many a dip, and that is actually where where the controversy arose. In the first tweet that I sent in my Super Bowl spread thread, and you can follow me at Rami is tweeting, I put the uh, the appetizers, right, the like the dips and stuff that you yeah. would, that you would start a, a Super Bowl feast with, right? Now, That's I'll where have you, you know, go. When you sent that tweet out, mm-hmm. I processed it at first, just thinking two things: uh-huh. a, because as you said, it's all homemade. I said, "Wow, this is amazing! He made all of this, yes. and this is an amazing Super Bowl spread." Me and my period. girlfriend, and a little bit of help from my mom. Okay. We we did this is all from scratch. There is no nothing nothing pre-made here at my Super Bowl spread. And if Danny Cunningham, our Wolves reporter is listening, uh he can call in at 651-646-8255 because he took issue with my spread and mainly with the first course that included deviled eggs, little hummus cuz we're Arab, uh layered taco dip, french onion dip, Mexican dip, and then various dipping tools like a a vegetable tray, some Ritz crackers, some tortilla chips, 
And then there was a little... Uh, Most of it looked really good. Evan Williams bourbon whiskey on the on the side. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, round two was some bourbon barbecue meatballs and those little mini mini weenies. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, mini weenies yeah. are good, yeah. So we, we had all They're that. They're called little smokies. Little smokies is what, they're, say, is what they are. probably not the thing you want to talk about when you have this music going on. <laughs> getting a little weird. Not, not unless the, you're uncomfortable yeah. discussing things like yeah, that. Not in this climate. And that, the sauce. Or any climate. The, yeah. sauce, <laughs> the sauce and the meatballs from scratch. No, no pre-made sauce here. So everything has happened. We didn't make the little smokies. When, when, when did you start? preparing these ingredients and these things this all happened we did the shopping on saturday and then the cooking started early i wouldn't say early like around 10 o'clock sunday morning wow, okay. i yeah. felt i felt like your primary first tweet though got attacked it did with, without people seeing how you you were basically teaching a course in how things were going to unfold and i was which i appreciated clear. as i was very yes. clear in saying this is a thread yes and that we're just getting started and the youngsters that, all attacked that, you as if you didn't know what you were doing and danny's criticism was there are too many dips no 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 there's no such thing as too many that's dips. what i said there's never too many dips yeah. it's always lack of dipping devices oh and we had that covered so then there's Up no and problem down. we had crackers chip tortilla chips and your a various uh, a, an array of vegetables. My, in fact, I would say it's only too many dips if you're talking a finite amount of food. Okay, if you have a pie chart of food and the dips take up eighty percent of the pie chart, then it's too many dips. Right. So he he mistook it for well, the dips are taking away from these other future things, but, but that they is clearly not, were not. They clearly did not. Yeah. Um. So after the bourbon barbecue meatballs and little smokies, getting hungry. We then moved on to uh, a little something that I don't I don't know how many people are familiar with, but you should be. Uh, they're called hanky pankies. So Google Google these after you sent this tweet out. It's uh, uh, you it, might not want to Google that. It's essential. <laughs> Actually, I did the first Google was hanky pankies. <laughs> Didn't get quite what I wanted in that search. Added food item Hold to the on. end oh, of the okay. search. There yeah. you go. Hold on, I'm gonna a hanky panky. A hanky panky. The, the food item is essentially uh, breakfast sausage. It's a breakfast sausage and Velveeta crostini on rye. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that sounds really good. It's in. Yes. It I never tasted it, but the, the, really, really I, good. I, I licked my oh, phone when I oh, saw. Oh, here the they photo. are. The hanky. Pa- oh, yeah. They're tasty. They are very, very mm. tasty. After that, because it can't all be bad for you, I had a little bit of broccoli salad and, and came back around for a second helping of meatballs and little smokies. And the broccoli salad, not that great for you. It's mostly mayonnaise, bacon, and cheese. Right. Um, after that, then we got then we got to the main course and, and the fancy plating. And uh, this is where people I felt like were legitimately impressed. Even if you were a critic of my Super Bowl spread up until this point, uh, main course was uh, beer cheese soup and pretzel bread bowls. So how? So this is a lot. Yes, and it's not like there are ten people at this gathering. It's me, it was my just... mom, and my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how how do you pace yourself when you get to that beer cheese soup and and pretzel boat so, situation? Are you passed out? I'm like, I'm, I'm very uh, I'm I'm meticulous about this. Like I have a game plan going. Like just as much as Bill Belichick has a game plan. 
I have a game plan. So you prepare for two weeks for this moment. Pre-game and first quarter is that's the warm up. So I'm I'm getting into my dips. I'm having a deviled egg or two, some vegetables. They're clearing the digestive path for you before you get into the heavy lifting. The fullback. Quarter two, exactly. Quarter two is path. that was bourbon barbecue, meatballs, and and little smokies. That that was the second quarter. Um, at halftime, I started getting into the hanky pankies. I had a hanky panky right around the time halftime was starting. Who doesn't? And then it's a long break. I was about to go into a food coma, so me and the girlfriend went and got some fresh air. <laughs> Not hanky pankies. No, <laughs> it's time for a little hanky panky. Some fresh air because of it. yes. So we got some fresh air after all three of my write that, write that down predictions were just went up in flames thanks to Adam Levine who can go straight to hell. Um, so the the it, the third quarter started. I had another hanky panky um, and got some broccoli salad, and then fourth quarter. Was main course beer cheese soup and that was and the, the, the pretzel tu- bed bowl. The, that's where the tub was just full of the beer cheese soup and you bathed in it. Or <laughs> all right, I've only got one question. Everything yeah. sounds delicious except we didn't, we didn't get to dessert yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. So then, oh, after, sorry. Yeah, after, shut up. After, <laughs> I got a question. After the game is over, I fixed myself because now I'm really sleepy and I wanted to do some show prep before I, I woke up this morning and came into work. So I fixed myself a cup of coffee and uh, hit the Super Bowl bars. Which are chocolate, peanut butter, and coconut cookie bars on oh a graham my, cracker oh, crust. Yes. Yeah. Honest question. Yes. yes. Did you indeed stay awake for the entire game? The whole game. Yeah. Oh, okay. I did I didn't even that cup of coffee though did not keep me up very long after the game. I was out probably about an hour after the game was over. The only thing that you mentioned that I can't eat, and I actually like these as a kid, but I can't now, deviled eggs. Really? I can't you, you do deviled like eggs. Them? I lost my taste. For them completely. I think they're gross now. Which part of the deviled egg did you lose your taste for? The mayonnaise part or the egg part? Both. It's just not... You don't like it. I will need to prepare the right way. Maybe someone, maybe someone gave you so. some expired Hellman's. Or I, no, no, no. I never got sick off them, and I did, and I, I liked them as a kid. Somewhere along the way, though, my taste buds for or the taste of it is... I don't know. I will say this. A fair critique of my Super Bowl spread... And this was a, a critique that Danny had. And I was also, while I was doing it on Twitter, I was also sharing these pictures with a, a, a thread of some of my high school buddies who I'm still in touch with. And they pointed out no wings, no pizza, which are Super Bowl staples. Like that's, those really are the basics of a Super Bowl spread. And I was remiss in not having at least one of those, whether it was wings or whether it was pizza. I was remiss in not having one of those on my spread. If there was one critique I would have of myself, I think that's fair to say. Three that people, I though, right? It. Three people at this thing? Yes. Yeah. But I think you did just fine. Also, pizza, you know what? It's the road less traveled for you, and I appreciate that. Which, <laughs> which of these food items got the most revenge this morning? No, 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 don't answer that. No, I don't want to know. <laughs> he cleared the, he um, said he cleared the path. salad can be sneaky. Well, know. let's be real. Hanky pankies. Yeah, that's what the, the spicy bre- Italian sausage. They're, brec- they're breakfast sausage and Velveeta crostinis on rye bread. That's, that's going to get you in the morning. That is definitely going to get you in the morning. Uh, Jonathan has also pulled a few of, I was like, I was making notes. I always... I always watch the commercials, but then I forget to sort of log, oh, which ones did I like? And then the next morning, it's like, oh, I'm trying to go back and find. I, I went through and literally logged the seven or eight commercials or promos. There's two great promos last night, too, that I really enjoyed watching. Let's play a couple of these. You tell me if you guys agree or disagree. This is 
uh, a partial list of the commercials and or promos that I found to be compelling last night. Uh, This is one of them. My boyfriend has an addiction. Hey. Ever since it started, he turned into a three-minute man. I tried to spice things up, but it didn't really work. Now we are into amateur food videos. So hot. This addiction can happen to anyone. It's hard to resist. Hey. Devour Foods. I had never heard of Devour Foods until last night. Me neither. And this was a husband that was a obsessed late one. with macaroni and cheese huh? from Devour Foods, like three minutes in the microwave. I kind of forgot about that one. That was that was kind of funny. I was underwhelmed by the commercials overall yesterday, but I thought that one was okay. Okay, what about this one? It's a beautiful day for a joust. Indeed. Sun's out. Got my lucky loincloth, cold Bud Light, comfy throne. I don't have the plague anymore. Look, it's the Bud Night. Let's tap this keg. Get it up, peanut. The best for radio no. slash podcast. That was no. the one with the Game of Thrones play-in to the uh, Dilly Dilly Village, right? Killing the Bud Knight. Yeah, I, I didn't get it. So if I, and I'm not a Game of Thrones watcher, uh-huh. yes. neither am I. I am. You are. Yes. So what did you think of it? I thought it was awesome. I love when the cross promotion happens, but bringing the mountain into it. So they they killed off the Bud Knight, yes, right? With the guy who. And they killed him off the same way they killed another character off in the show by basically squishing his head with his hands. No, because the dude's huge. Is that ad campaign done then? I don't know. Like if You're it's done, then, if it's done, then it's cool. But if it comes back next week, I got no time. Well, for you it. also what you heard in there, but you didn't see it. Obviously, was a dragon coming in and burning basically the king's where he was sitting. So I would imagine that ad campaign is done. It was it, okay. I feel like it was. Like, you it had cool. to get Game of Thrones to really fully appreciate that commercial. But yeah. so many millions of people do get Game of Thrones. And it's and... coming back in, like, two months, I think. Okay. All right, what about this one? Hello, folks. What floor? Oh, we're car shopping. Ah, you're going down. This one did nothing <laughs> for me. This floor, root canal. Oh, this is bad. This stop jury duty. Remember, innocent until proven. Well... He did it, right? We all agree he did it. Okay, six hour flight, middle seat. Who's got vitamin C? This floor, the top. Your body's changing. My body changed. Even grandma's body. Vegan dinner party. Is that even a thing? We're having beet loaf, Sergio's specialty. Why, thank you. Yay! Car shopping, off you go. No, sorry, we're getting a Hyundai. Yeah, we used Shopper Assurance. It was really easy. Hyundai, going up. Hyundai Shopper Assurance. Transparent pricing, streamlined purchase, a three-day worry-free exchange, and test drives that come to you. Not so fast, Captain Colin. Back it up. Thank you. It's car shopping made better. I thought that was, I thought that was pretty creative. 
even as a Luther Brookdale Toyota guy. I was going to say, can you say that? Yeah. But that's pretty creative. I, and a lot of people enjoyed that one. I saw that, you know, on, on the morning shows, they're all talking about the Super Bowl ads and, and ranking them. And that one was at or near the top of a lot of people's lists. Did very little for me. Wow, really? Very little. I did, did any of them stand out for you? Um, the only one that did, I told you this morning what yep. it was. Judd, what was it again? Um, oh, I'm drawing a complete blank now. Perfect time for me to draw. It? Oh, yeah, the uh, NFL 100 anniversary promo. Welcome. This was great. The 100th yes. season of the National Football League. Tonight is not about the league. What's up, Juju? It's about football. What's up, Juju? It's about the players, the fans, the moment, and everything else that makes you say, oh boy. Ball on the ground. This is where Matthew Collar comes in. Fumble! That's Singletary, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's Singletary with his eyes. And then the rest of it's mostly visual, but it's yeah, like you can't, star it, players. That doesn't work for the it, radio. It was one of the best things I've seen that in ages. That was great. That was, it was that good. That was great. And how Pay, does it make Peyton, you feel? That hurt. The 75th anniversary felt like it wasn't super long ago. Yeah, I know. And here we are, 100. But even that commercial was so good, even Roger Goodell was kind of funny in it. Like That's that, true. They lifted that. They lifted everybody up in that my, commercial. My favorite line of that entire commercial is is Irvin trying to get Montana to throw him the ball, yeah. and he says, "No can do, cowboy." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that well, I howled at that. Uh, and then there is there's a couple other ones here. There's a uh, there was a Google one that's uh, too long to play. That it was a, basically it was about. Turmoil in the country, and you know it, it, the times we live in, et cetera, et cetera. But the but the main point was the most commonly searched words or phrases on Google were "I love you," "Thank you," and "How are you?" to show that hey, that like, can't be true. The things that we search for aren't all you know. That cannot be true. Who because <laughs> the, <'cause laughs> the the phrases are bleep you, yeah. Who the hell Googles those terms? Uh, trans Google Translate, Google Translate. So it, it, oh okay. Yeah, like, right. Rami's like no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean no. That how to be... say I love you in French or how to say uh, how, thank how... you in Chinese. Why would that? Why would when you're traveling? I what you need to tell somebody while you're traveling I love you. Like who? That's weird. You're you telling me you don't... you don't tell your Uber driver you love them? Never, ever, Dude, all the time. In what situation would you need "I love you" translated? <laughs> Listen, you've never been to some of those Swedish nightclubs. Ronnie, it was okay? a nice thought. Okay, <laughs> it was just a nice thought. Google was trying to make us feel good about the and you know what state of the world. There were there Open were spying on us. there were a bunch of those commercials yesterday that probably had some good messages that were heartwarming. That's not what I'm here for, dude. <laughs> that is not what I'm here for when it comes to the Super Bowl. You got another one? This is one more. It's a short one here. That's a. I'm gonna open two beers. You tell me which sounds more oh, yeah. refreshing. Okay, this one or this one. Bush. Oh, the second one. What do I win? A speedboat? Not a contest. A trampoline? A jet ski? And they like blurred out the Coors Light. Coors Light took some shade last night. They had Coors Light was part of, I think it was a Bud Light. It was Bud Light, yeah. It was the one where uh, corn syrup was yeah. delivered to the Bud Light Kingdom, and they went around to the other beer companies and said, we got your corn syrup shipped to us by accident. And actually, the Corn Growers uh, a Council of America, if that's what it's called, they were upset with that commercial. Well, so they're taking a pro corn syrup stance? Or? I guess, yeah. I thought the beer spots fell really flat for the most part. 
Pun intended. They were not that good. Yes. Pun, for the pun first, intended or not, I did not think the beer spots were very for good. For the first time, I can't, for, for good, bad, or indifferent, I can't remember a Doritos commercial or a Pepsi or Coke commercial. None of them left an impression with me. There was a Doritos one early on. It might oh, you know Doritos what? had Chance. The, I was yes. just going to say, that just, that just occurred mm-hmm. to me right now. Chance with uh, New Kids on the Block did a Doritos commercial. Backstreet Boys. Com- Backstreet Boys. Oh, whatever. They're it's all, all the same. same. Yeah. It's, quite frankly, it is not all the same. <laughs> Dude, Rami and I find it to be my apologies. Rami and I find it to be wow. redundant. <laughs> okay, what about this one? One last one. We'll wrap with Royce. Hello, friends, and welcome back to beautiful Atlanta, Georgia, and the home of I really thought something was wrong at this point. Witness an empty space. Should have been so lucky. Filled with thousands of screaming people. A man, both nowhere and everywhere at the same time. Answers are new questions. The unthinkable is the expected. When truth is not the truth, what dimension are you even in? Yeah, but so with Jordan Peele, which you know is going to be a home run. And when's that? Is is that going to be on CBS then? No, no it's on their digital. That's and platform. that's what pissed me off yeah, about yep, that commercial same. is that that's what I, I thought. I want to watch that. I'm not. I'm not paying for CBS All Access. I refuse to pay for CBS All Access. Here's, CBS is a network TV station. <laughs> why, why am I paying for your content? It's CBS. But here's my it's the masters on CBS. But here's my, access. Here's my question to <laughs> Rami's point. All of this crap that we recycle now, right, and bring back shows and movies. The Twilight Zone, especially if they're going to write new episodes from Peel, who's brilliant, would be a slam dunk. If they could, if he could recreate Get Out. 20 different episodes, I'll pay whatever they want. Like, I'll literally, I'll pay. Then can I borrow your login? Yes. Okay. You can. Why can't we just put this on CBS? Exactly. The Twilight Zone. I want to watch the new Star Trek that's, I think, going into its third oh. season. I refuse. Really I, will good, not, I will not pay I'm for not CBS All Access. I'm not either, me. but I. All right, whatever. It's really good. Uh, whatever. I bet, you, I bet you Pat's a CBS All Access guy. We'll talk to him. When oh, we yeah. Mackie and Jeff with Rob. All right, Pat, Jonathan wants to know, is 83 That's minutes 83 a long enough delay? 83 qualifies. That qualifies <laughs> as a delay. That's a don't-go-near-it delay. So congratulations, Jonathan. That's better than three minutes, I'll tell you that. <laughs> aggressive, aggressive delay. Yes. That's right, 83 minutes. 83 What's minutes that? of anything is aggressive. It really, yeah, that? compared to three. Any- Consult we got doctor. any games at home tonight? Anybody playing? Our wild wolfies? Anybody? Anybody Nobody. in action? Nobody tonight. No, nope. it's a post Super Bowl fever. Uh, uh, I guess nothing going well, on. Well, you huh? can you can help us because we actually we uh, we we talked to a couple old school Vikings fans who called in. And we, we asked a couple questions. What would it mean if the Vikings could finally not even six in eighteen years, just one in sixty years, just at one championship? And then to what degree do you think the Vikings deserve, quote-unquote, a championship? And we sense that older Vikings fans are almost just... The 70s caused them to be bitter for life at this franchise. <laughs> what, what's oh, your sense? I, you know what, though? I was telling John earlier today, we were 
nothing could be bad. Nothing bad could be said. Of, now, we, we could joke about it, okay, losing the four Super Bowls. But if you say anything bad about Bud and the fellas, as an outsider, you, we got very offended. We were very defensive. We looked for excuses, uh, you know, poor conditions and in, in practice conditions in Houston. Brett McClanahan fumbling against Oakland, even though they got their arses kicked. Uh, Kansas City, we beat them the next year in the season opener. That proved that we were better than they were, even though they manhandled the Vikings in the Super Bowl. Uh, we always looked for excuses, but I, I don't think anyone ever – it took a long while for the fans of the 70s to see it as a badge of honor and of suffering. You know, back then they were really defensive. I got something to tell you, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. That was my drinking days. And if the Vikings, uh, after the first one, if the Vikings, uh, qualified for the Super Bowl, my brother, Mr. Wonderful Michael, and I would, uh, go uptown where they were all drowning their sorrows and, or where they were all celebrating, and we would start making bets against the Vikings, shooting off our mouths in the bar, uh, how the Vikings were going to get beat. And we'd end up getting like six points and seven points when they were going to play the Dolphins. We'd make these bets, and we'd have the bartenders hold money. And uh, you you could insult Viking fans into making bad bets back then and and make a little money off the Super Bowl. So uh, that was kind of the attitude back then. They were uh, We were very defensive about the Vikings back then. Yeah. Your thoughts on the Patriots, Patrick? Well, it's uh, it's incredible. Uh, they, you know, they don't have to be better than the other teams to win a Super Bowl. That tells you something. They can, they can win with talent that's not, that's not any better than eight to nine other teams in the league, and they win because they have the greatest coach in my life. As I said, the greatest coach in my lifetime in any sport. This guy is has. Big a bore ass as he is. As, as much as you hate to have to be around him and sit through his press conferences and have him not give you any information as a reporter, Belichick, he's a, you know, Lombardi couldn't carry his uh, T-shirt, I'll say, instead of jockstrap. I mean, this guy is the greatest coach of all time. There's no doubt about it. The, the, what he did to this poor golf kid is was incredible. That kid had no idea if he was on foot or horseback. And and Phil asked us earlier, and this is Randy talking here, Pat. Uh, <laughs> yes, sh- yes. Should should we have seen this coming? Bill Belichick having two weeks to prepare for a young head coach and Sean McVay and a, a, a third year quarterback and Jared Goff. Yeah, maybe we should have. I, I I guess, but you know what we did see coming is Brady having a terrible day too, and uh, really not getting his act together until that last drive and. Uh, I guess we didn't. We obviously nobody saw that this would be a defensive struggle like it was. Uh, you know, if uh, if the Rams, if the Patriots had kicked two field goals and then nine nothing at halftime, then it might have loosened up a little bit because Goff might have started making even more mistakes, and uh, it could have turned into a, a blowout. But I, yeah, I guess we shouldn't be surprised. Goff is. Well, I think this is a good lesson for the Rams, though. If they think they got this 
machine being triggered by this wonderful young quarterback, they're going to have to go back and take another look at it and, and get this kid to improve a whole lot over the way he played yesterday. He was terrible. Yeah. I mean, not a lot of pressure, but uh, he never – you know what? Is he a guy – to me, it looked like he's a guy who looks at the pressure instead of the receivers. I mean, it, I think Belichick got him looking at where the – at where the pressure was rather than where the receivers were. What did he make? Three good passes, all three good throws, maybe the whole game. Yeah. Yeah. A lot uh, of like back foot floated up and and, well, and, and then they showed a couple times it missing guys wide open on, you know, the crossing route, which is their bread and butter play 20 yards down the field. They need to look at the guy because he was so worried about somebody being eight feet away from him. I, you know, the pressure was, was there, but it wasn't, it, it wasn't, you shouldn't have that bad a game. He, he didn't have enough. He, he made a couple bad throws thinking the pressure was going to be there uh, when it wasn't there yet. So, Pat, I think yeah. I'm stealing uh, in our in our last minute and a half here, I think I'm stealing a tweet from Judd when I point out the beauty of football is that Randy Moss has never won a Super Bowl and Cordero Patterson now has a ring. Having been around Randy Moss and uh, watched him in, uh, in uh, locker room situations and things like that, I'm okay with that. I'm just fine with that. Randy not winning the Super Bowl is just fine by me. So, you know, that's certainly as a player, he deserved one. As a human being, he should, I'm glad he never – I'm glad the one he got to, he got beat by an unbeaten – he got beat by one of the few times Belichick's been beaten by an inferior team. And uh, he was beaten by an inferior team that uh, day. Yeah. Randy Moss was a jerk. As a player, okay, ladies and gentlemen, he might have turned in and smoothed up his act and all that, but don't shed any tears for this guy. He was a jerk. Royce Unchained. <laughs> if, you, if, if you thought that was something, Unchained is coming that up. That was not positive, Pat, minutes. by the way. That was not in any way, shape, or form positive, that was Pat. what we call that other guy, Honest Pat. Yeah, <laughs> we actually like him more. Yeah. <laughs> See you, Pat. Goodbye. Bye. All right. Uh, if you're listening live right now, you can find Royce Unchained in about five minutes here on the all-new Score North on 1500. If you're listening on demand, go find it. Go search Royce Unchained anywhere you find podcasts. We got hot sports takes on that show. There should be. There are. Dang, it's Unchained. He, does, he doesn't disappoint. But we we that's one thing we left out is the Patriots have been to nine Super Bowls. They have six Super Bowl championships, and they also went undefeated in a regular season in a year that it's kind of an afterthought now because they got beat in the Super Bowl. Right. So, old Tom Brady, not a bad little little resume. Does, no, he's done all right for himself. Does Cordell yeah. deserve a ring though? I mean, Moss might have been a jerk, but my God, I think in that that year they didn't lose a game during the course of the season until the Super Bowl, right? And if I'm not mistaken, he set the uh, touchdown reception record. This Cordero, I think Randy deserves a ring a lot more than Cordero Patterson did for not being able to run a route, basically. Boy. By the way, have they stopped tweeting out pictures yet of Tom Brady and Julian Edelman from Disney World? <laughs> they are, they are, saber fighting or whatever they were doing? They are just the cutest <laughs> Disney World couple oh, I have yeah. ever seen. Just know that Tom's going to dump him like he does everybody else. <laughs> so does it mean Watch out, Giselle. Edelman perpetually looks drunk or concussed or both. And both. It makes me kind of sad, but... But hey, Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, I don't see you guys. See you guys tomorrow.